seated. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, that, that little girl. Whoo. Anointed. Anointed. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, I was up this morning and uh, I came across a word in prayer and reading and prayer and reading and, and it was encounter. What, have, what has happened tonight? We have encountered the king. There was, there was, there's an appointment. There's a heavenly appointment tonight for people's lives. For tonight. Young lady, man. Woo! You can't tell me that was not appointed tonight. Tonight. Of all the planning and everything behind that situation and that scenario, tonight. Tonight. You know, we have stories after stories after stories. We could, we could go all the way to Genesis and start talking about encountering God. And how things change when we encounter the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. His Spirit hovered upon the earth. But God spoke. And there was an encounter with this dark place. Water all around it. Once God's word was spoken, once there was an encounter with God, all of a sudden it wasn't vastness anymore. There was life. There was light. He made everything because something encountered the living God. Jesus came. Walked the earth. Come on. And what happened? Story after story after story we can see. He, he came up to a blind man. Picked up some dirt, spat in it. Put it in the dude's eye and said, go to him, wash it off. That dude was encountered by Jesus and changed. Every encounter that I can come across, people are changed when they encounter Jesus Christ, the living God. Every encounter you can think of changed by Jesus Christ, the living God. The woman with the bleeding issue of 12 years. She, had, she must have heard of testimony after testimony of Jesus. And she said, if I can just get to him and touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. It didn't take her just saying it. There had to be an encounter. There had to be an act of her faith of her word. There had to be an action. An action inquires and requires and equals an encounter. She had to go and crawl through the crowd. Can you imagine the chaos? She was already ostracized. She was already an outcast. She had to crawl through, find a way to the hem of his garment. She touched the hem of his garment and immediately was healed. She encountered the living God. And changed. Encountered. 
But let's not go too far away from that story. Thank you, Jesus, for showing me that. Jesus was encountered by a faith that moved the healing power from his body. He encountered her faith that moved the power of God and the power of healing from his body to her. Two encounters in that one story. She encountered Jesus and he encountered her faith. You know, when I was reading that, uh, I started remembering the, the Africa trip uh, two trips ago and praying for Avery. You can sense, you can't thank you, you can perceive when something leaves your body in healing. You can perceive when somebody touches you that has unbelief. And you can perceive when somebody touches you and praises you and has faith. That story is true. That story is 2019. Don't get it twisted in your brains that it's, that it's New Testament and it's old school. No, it's new. Today. Relevant today. Ask, ask little girl, did you encounter Jesus? Yes. She shook, she shook her cute little head. Yes. She encountered the living God today. And I know that I know for the rest of her life, man, she's got, man, if she is willing and obedient, if she is willing and obedient, that's a world changer right there. Because of an encounter with Jesus. My life was changed because of an encounter with Jesus. My life. Has your life been changed yet because of an encounter with Jesus? All tonight has been an encounter with Jesus. His loving grace has been with us. His word has been spoken to us. We must take it. We must, we must receive that encounter, take it, hold on to it, plant it down in us, protect it, cherish it, and help it grow. We must. You know, as I was as I was thinking about this and, and God was putting this, this word on my heart today, I was like, man, encounter. Encounter. How many of our lives are we thinking it was an encounter? The definition of encounter means that it, it's, it's an accident. We accidentally fell into it. We were surprised. And I was like, I don't know. I don't want an encounter with God. I don't want to accidentally trip into an, the presence of Jesus. I don't want to accidentally trip into it. I want to be deliberate. I want to be deliberate with my appointment with Jesus. As we sit back and we hear that word encounter get thrown around, I get our hearts behind it. I've, I, I get it until I looked it up because I had to know what it meant. But I think if we start looking at what words mean, we'll start using them the right way and we'll start having the right perception of what we're doing. Because this is what Holy Spirit showed with, shared with me. It was never an encounter on my behalf. It was always an appointment. The, the Samaritan woman at the well is when he dropped this on me. She thinks it was an encounter with, with, with Jesus. It was no accident. 
Jesus knew. It was no accident. It comes back to us praying for the laborers to come into the path of our loved ones. Are we praying? Are we, are we the appointment makers? Are we the appointment makers in our prayer time for our loved ones, our, our Franks? Friends, relatives, and neighbors and, and, and kids, right? Did I get that right? I don't think I got that right. What is it? Acquaintances. Neighbors and kids. There we go. Are we praying for them? Are you setting up the appointment for, for the lost to think that it was something else? Let the lost think whatever they want. Let them use whatever word. Let them use the word encounter. That's okay. Not a bad word. But we, as believers, as sons and daughters of the King, let's start praying to set up the appointment. For the labor to come in, into contact with our lost friends, our lost loved ones. The ones that need healing from sicknesses. The ones that need to be set free from bondages and chains to be broken. Let them have an appointment with the people that carry Jesus in them. And the power of God. We have the best secret in the entire world and... and, and we're not inviting, I'm, I'm not getting on us, man. This, this, believe me, hear my heart behind this. I left, I left studying because I wanted to invite somebody. So I, so I left and went and grabbed a coffee at a coffee shop because I just wanted to invite this person. And I thought, man, person's probably not going to talk to me next time I go through the drive-thru, but I think their soul's worth it to me. Our fear of rejection is a lie from the enemy that has, that has been planted into us from, from whatever circumstances and whatever scenarios of those lies and those bad situations in our lives weren't to put fear into us that we would be fear of rejection of when we ask somebody to marry us or we ask somebody if they like us, if we ask somebody to go to dinner with us, oh, I don't want to do that because I may get rejected, I may get told no. He has literally done that so that we have a fear of rejection to ask people if they'd like to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. It's time to be broken from that. It's time to rise up with an appointment with the Maker tonight. Tonight's changing us. Tonight is a different night. You are not walking out of here the same. You are not going to walk out of here the same. If you are unsaved and you don't know Jesus Christ, you are not walking out of here unsaved. It's not going to happen. You have an appointment tonight. There has been an appointment maker praying for you for tonight. Oh, how do I know? Well, because there was a man named Cornelius. And he had an encounter with God. An angel happened to show up to him and said, Hey, Send one of your, send two of your servants over and, 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 and get this man of God to come to your house. Long story short, the encounter got Cornelius saved in his entire household as well. An encounter with the King of Kings, an encounter with the Savior, Jesus Christ, will change your entire household.
Not just one, not just you. He will change your entire household. Can you imagine how many lives have the potential of being changed from a little girl who got brought here tonight because she had an appointment with the King of Kings? How many lives? A hundred? Thousands? Millions? I don't know. I'll start praying millions. Why not? Why not? I can't wait to I can't wait to hear that story. I can't wait to read that story. From a little girl when she's older saying, Yeah. I had there was this one night. I had an encounter. I had an encounter with the king. And he told me this. And everybody that got put into my life was a Christian. Can you imagine? I have been to homes as a police officer where foster parents were not Christians. They were asking basically for a paycheck. She got put into a home of Christians. In the Old Testament, thank you, Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, there's a, there's a story. The captain of this army went and destroyed this village. And he kidnapped a little Israel girl. He kidnapped a little Israel girl. Probably under the age of 12, just, just doing some historical math of, of what a little girl was aged like. You sit back and you wonder, well, oh my gosh, I can't imagine the atrocities that she saw. You're right, I can't either. I can't believe it. She got kidnapped by the enemy, the captain of the army. How could that be God? God used that little girl to pray for her captive. She was honoring God, her King of Kings, her Lord. And she was praying for her captive. He said, hey, you know what? You should go to the, Eli- you should go to the prophet and you will be healed. Can you imagine her seeing her family murdered? Her homes set on fire. Who knows what else and the other type of atrocities that happened during those types of wars and killings. But she had the heart to pray for her captive. And then was willing and obedient to say, hey, go see the prophet. You'll be healed. That's how much I love you. And he went and he got healed after some time. He was a little stubborn. So you can't tell me it's no different. For her. An accident. Oh, coincidence that she got put into a foster home with Christians that led her to the Lord. Amen. She had an encounter with God when she came into that foster home and it has fostered all the way up into tonight. And Holy Spirit decides to say, hey, can you share this with her, Pastor? And it confirms things that she already knows. And in fact, you can, you can correct me, young lady, but in fact, when I said, hey, you see, you see Jesus, don't you? That was, that was confirmation to let her know that she's not crazy. You're not crazy. That is a gift from heaven. That is a gift from Father God to you. Cherish it. It's amazing. Man, he's going to use you. All because of an encounter.
Somebody has somebody here. Raise your raise your hand if you need an encounter with God tonight because you have intestinal issues. You have intestinal problems. Raise your hand. Right over here. Cool. Over there. Awesome. Why don't you two come on up here and have an encounter with the king? With Jesus. The encounter with the healer. The encounter with the healer that changes lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How about, how about Pastor Doug and Pastor Mark? How about we all pray, well, all three of us pray for her right now. We all three put hands on her. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come right up here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Healing's all over you right now. Thank you, Lord. Right now. <laughs> I command that sickness and that disease to be gone right now in Jesus' name. <laughs> Healing power go right now into her intestines. Intestines, you listen right now. Be healed in Jesus' name. Huh? Healing flow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yep. Mm. Yep. Red blood cells. He. Yep. Yep. Right there. Horum. More. More. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Healed. Right there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can you tell any difference between when you were back there and you're here? Yeah, yeah. Here, real, your body and everything, right? Here, we're just going to touch your belly, okay? This is my wife just... Oh, you know her? (laughs) How do you guys know each other? They want want to take a couple minutes to catch up. Here we go. (laughs) Watch, watch. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Healed right there in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Coincidences, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Liver, be healed right there in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're a liar. I command life right now in Jesus' name. Death and destruction get off of her right now. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus. (laughs) The name of Jesus right there. Yep, power of death be gone right there in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. How you feel, Mama? Better? Amen. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 The encounter with Jesus. By a show of hands, how many of us have had an encounter with Jesus before? Raise your hands. Okay. Pastor and I were talking last week, and, and I was sharing with him that what gets me stirred up is to be challenged. Yeah. 
Challenge me, and, and I'll accept. Challenge me, and I'll rise up. Challenge me. Let, that stirs me up. So I'm going to challenge us. Are you willing to be somebody's encounter? See, Jesus was when he walked the earth. He, he is sitting at the right hand of the throne right now of the, of the Father. He's sitting at the right hand. He has to have us. He has to have us be the encounter, the hands and feet on earth. We are endued with power. We are endued with power. In John, it says that if, if, if he is in the Father and, and, and we are in him, then, well, we are in the Father. What are we fearful of? What are we fearful of? I want to challenge us tonight. And I don't want this to just fade away into, into a service of, oh, hey, do you remember that Wednesday night? And then, and then it go into, what Wednesday night? I don't even know what you're talking about. We, we must, all of us, myself including, we must start treating the things that are holy, holy. We must. He tells us to. We've got to. And when we, and I believe, I believe when we start treating the things, and, and if you do, awesome. This is this isn't this isn't to, to bash anybody over the head. I believe that when we truly get a grasp and a and a revelation on the things that happen tonight and the things that happen almost every time, every time these church doors are open, it's holy. Every time, every time God encounters us. Every time somebody gets a word, every time somebody, somebody gets healed, somebody's lives get changed and saved for eternity, that is holy. And I believe that if, if we up our game, so to speak, if we up our game, so to speak, and we treat this and respect it and reverence it as holy, watch, watch, watch the multiplication of the power of God within this house to affect the valley, to affect the state, to affect Washington, to affect Oregon, to affect California. This is not just about this house. This is not just about Boise or Meridian or the Treasure Valley. This is about the kingdom and heaven to earth. Are we willing and ready to be a kingdom encounter for someone else. Somebody else was an encounter for me. Who knows all the things that they put aside? Who knows the TV programs that they decided to, to let die and bury so that they could be an encounter for me and my family? Are you? Is that TV series really worth it? Is it really worth it? I'm not here to tell you it is or isn't. That's up to you. That's up to you. 
You know, the, you know the, the, other, the other thing that, that's awesome about having an encounter with God? This is one of my favorite things. This is one of my favorite things about having an encounter with Jesus and Holy Spirit. You can rob me of whatever you want. You can sit there and handcuff me. You can put my head into a vice. You can do whatever you want to me and say, hey, that word's not true. And tighten it. Hey, that word's not true. And tighten it. Hey, that word's not true. And tighten it. You know what you cannot take from me? No matter who you are, what gun you have to my head, you cannot take away the experience, the encounter with my Savior the day I got saved. You can't take that away from me. You can't even persuade me. So whoever's sitting in here with your little religious head, sitting there going, well, I don't know about this, I don't know about that. You haven't had an encounter because you really don't want one. Because it's a little uncomfortable and you might not have the answers when somebody asks, well, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't get it either. But it matches with the Scriptures. It matches. Oh, I don't know about healing. Well, then you don't agree with the Word. Pharisee. Look, the word of God that came in the beginning of this service, he, he's nearer. I was not talking about proximity. That's why I said, listen with your spirit. Listen with your spirit. When I was saying nearer, nearer, you want to know what I saw? Him literally coming from heaven to earth. Makes me tremble in my shoes right now. Because God, am I doing enough? And don't get that twisted with a works mentality of, oh, you got to work, you got to work. No, I'm not saying that. Am I being somebody's encounter enough of my day? Because the nearer is coming. The nearer is coming. I can, I, 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 man, thank you, Jesus, that you give me the strength to say this. Repent. And know that it comes from a heart of love right now as I am saying this to you. Repent from whatever you're doing. Repent. Simply just turn and say, Jesus, I accept you. Jesus, please forgive me. I repent. Please pick me up and put me on the right path. From this point on, I am changing my walk. If you want to have an encounter tonight because you've never had an encounter with Jesus Christ tonight, and you are not saved, you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, don't think I'm up here just preaching just to preach. No. He is nearer than ever before. He loves you so much. He loves you just as much, just the same as the cute little girl over here that he pointed out to me. He wants your life to be blessed and have an abundant life. He wants your body to be healed and whole. And for religions and religious thoughts and religious spirits, 
look, I love you. You're an amazing person. I'm, I'm so in love with you and honor you because God made you. God loves you. God died for you. I honor you. But that religious spirit, I don't really care about you so much. You were those religious spirits that were the same spirits that were going around the crowd when Barabbas and Jesus were getting ready to be hung on the cross. And Pontius had to sit there and say, who? Who should I, who should I not hang on the cross? Who should I free? And the Pharisees, the religious spirits were sitting there going, we want Barabbas. We want Barabbas. A gangster, a thug. We want Barabbas. Hang Jesus. And so they got what they deserved. They got what they asked for. Pontius Pilate said, I wash my hands. <laughs> it's Christ Jesus. It's on yours and your children's. Fine, if you want Barabbas, then have Barabbas. And Barabbas got set free while Jesus died on the cross. Here's the beautiful part of that story. I was once Barabbas. All of us were once Barabbas. And Jesus died on the cross for us. If you, if you right now have not been forgiven of your sins, you haven't asked Jesus into your, your, your life to be the Lord of your life and, and your Savior and make heaven your home for eternity, this is, this is for you right now. If you would like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to raise your hand right now. And I want, you, I want you to just realize that you're going to get saved tonight and make heaven your home. Realize you can be Barabbas and you can walk away from that cross. Free. Free. Or you don't have to and you can, well, there is a heaven and hell. And I'm not trying to scare you into it. I'm telling you, repent. Heaven is coming. He's nearer than you ever thought before. He's nearer than, he's near. Now, here's the other thing. If there are some of us in this room that need to have an encounter with, with God, and you want to, you, it's just a change. It's like, a, it's like a, a partial step over, and you're back online. Don't know what it is. He hasn't told me. He hasn't said anything. But if that's you... We're going to make, we're just going to do a prayer over all of us. But if that's you, raise your hand. If you know that Holy Spirit has been dealing with you tonight and for the last several weeks of, of somewhat cleaning up. That's the only way I can say it is cleaning up, saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to clean up and get serious. All right. Courageous people raising their hands. Amen. 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 Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, right now, you saw every hand that went up, Holy Spirit. 
you go to them right now as their appointment was tonight. They accepted their appointment when their hand got raised. Holy Spirit, help remove those, those items, those boxes from their, their closets. Remove those right now in Jesus' name. Bring stability into their life. And Holy Spirit, help them with their identity that they know that they are holy and righteous in, in the Lord's eyes. And that they have the strength to carry on. That they have the strength for a, cha a change of course. A course correction. There it is. That they have the strength for a course correction right now. And it doesn't matter what their, what their friend may think or their friends may think. The course correction right now in Jesus' name. For them to walk out your will for their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Pastor Doug, you got anything? Yes. It's just uh, something earlier as well when you was talking about... Um, Rejection, those dealing with rejection. And I can just tell that there's some that um, maybe that rejection has been, and it seems like a theme tonight that uh, someone had, you know, the little girl who had foster parents, and you can kind of feel like you don't belong, feel like you're kind of lost out there. If you think about what this world does just for the sake of belonging, right? Like, People are always looking for that sense of being where you're supposed to be, being accepted, being being uh, brought into a family, and and I can just tell that the spirit of God is is here. Uh, and it, and let me just say something that happened from Sunday is that is somebody explain a testimony that they had on Sunday when they came in to the church, and they had been. Uh, out of the state for a while working and came came back and uh, and they, they said when they walked in and they, they sat down, it was like the Holy Spirit just gave them a hug and it was like, you're home. And I, and I totally believe that God is, is going to be doing that. In an, in a, in a, and if you could actually say that that is an encounter from God that just sets everything kind of like, man, I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I'm accepted. And it's not about accepted by man, because that's really secondary. What's most important is that realizing that you're accepted by your Father. And so many times believers have a, have a hard time um, relating to God as their Father, knowing that they're His child, that you're His child, that you're His son, you're His daughter. And if you look at something that changed really drastically from the old covenant and the old way that uh, man and God dealt with each other to the new covenant, the new covenant, it was sonship instead of servanthood. It was now sonship. And, you know, it talks about all over in the Bible how what an amazing privilege it is to be a son or daughter of God, to be considered a child of the Most High. God. And so I think there's there's those in here that 
are needing an encounter by God to just be established in your relationship that he's your father and you're his kid. And that that is really the basis of our walk with God. You know, one thing Pastor Bill kept saying was willing and obedient, willing and obedient. It's it's really easy to be willing when you and your father have a really good relationship. It's really easy to be willing at that point. It's hard to be willing. You might be able to be obedient as a servant. You might be able to be obedient as someone that's just taking orders. But it's really easy being willing when you can tell how much your father loves you, when you know he's accepted you, when you know he's he's your father, he's your dad, he's going to take care of you, and he has thoughts towards you that are amazing. And you know, one thing that we, kind of our motto in the kids' ministry, if you didn't know, I'm the, the kids' pastor, but our kids' ministry motto is kids encountering God. And so what we focus on is just knowing that we're going to have an encounter with God when we come to in the, in the church. We always say this, that wouldn't it be a shame if if you went to your friend's house and they were in their room and you hung out outside their room and maybe you heard about them, maybe you got to learn about them, but you never actually met with your friend. You didn't hang out with them, you didn't spend time with them. Wouldn't it be a shame if you went to God's house and didn't have an encounter with Him? We we talk about that with the kids all the time, and I believe you know that there is that religion that says, well, God's you know He's He's uh, not inside the physical realm; He's in the spiritual realm. But if you look throughout Scripture, He is over and over and over again intervening into the physical. He is intervening. He over and over again. He is stepping into an encounter with mankind, and. And really, when you see that happen, almost every single time that that encounter takes place, it's because someone expected it to. Someone had the expectation that, I'm going to meet with God right now. And all of a sudden, they do. And really, that expectation is what we drive home in, in, in the kids' classes. But there's the, there is our part in the encounter where... We have to say, here I go. I'm encountering him. I'm going to be wrapped up in his lap. I'm going to feel the love of God, the acceptance of him. And I believe that he wants us to experience that now. And um, this is this is just how I see it. And maybe, hopefully this won't be everybody. <laughs> but um, but if, if you can tell that you feel like you've, you're dealing currently with rejection, or you're dealing with um, a sense of not belonging, God wants to, he's going to, tonight, like Pastor Bill said, you're not going to leave here the same. You're going to leave here different. And I believe you're going to have an encounter with God, and, and we're going to facilitate that encounter. We, what we like to think of as our job as, as those in the church and those as ministers, as we grab the hand of God, we grab the hand of someone else, and we try to make that connection and put their hands together. And so that's really what it's about. And uh, what we're going to do is, is we're just going to lay hands on those um, that that need that, that need that encounter, 
that are here saying, I just feel like I'm an outsider everywhere I go. I feel like I don't belong. And God's going God's gonna to say, listen, you belong with me. I am your father. I am the one that created you. The highest purpose of your life is to be my son, be my daughter. And so if, if that's you, I'm going to invite you guys down uh, just to receive. It, it'll probably be really fast. But I believe that God's going to meet you right when hands are laid on you. And have that expectation in you that when hands are laid on me, that I'm going to have a real encounter with the love of God. The, the Father God. The God that relates to me as he looks at me like his son, like he looks like, like I'm his daughter. We're gonna, I want that to be the intent, that to be the expectation. Amen? Amen. All right, let's, let's do that.